0: The first decision the underwriter makes is where to use their time, right? You certainly want to make sure that the underwriter is spending their time on what is most likely to, to bind and to bind profitably. So the first thing Copilot does is takes all that information and evaluates what are the objectives of the book. And that might be guidelines. There might be hard rules about what is or isn't in appetite. There might be some other book objectives. I want to grow in this area. I want to shrink in this area. I'm excited today to be here with Paul Monstereo. He is the CEO and co-founder at Calepa. Welcome, Paul. Hello, Josh. Thank you for having me. Paul, I think you're doing some interesting things with Calepa. Maybe you can just give us a quick overview as a starting point. Sure. at uh, Calepa, we're squarely focused on helping commercial insurance underwriters do their jobs better and faster. And you know, that takes a couple facets, but largely speaking commercial insurance organizations, whether they be carriers, MGA's, program administrators, and, and their underwriters are trying to assemble a book of business, a portfolio that is fast-growing, of course, but also profitable. And those things tend to come in conflict. You, know, you can have a very fast-growing book by saying yes to everything. And that has unfortunately not turned out so well for many of uh, my peers in insurtech. Uh, conversely, you can be guaranteed to not have a single claim if you write nothing. But also that's not a, you know the most performing book of business that you can have. So we're trying to do a Calepa and what our co-pilot uh, software platform helps underwriters do is, is to square that circle, is to help underwriters prioritize their time, uh, turn many of the activities that are time consuming, but are not necessarily dependent on the judgment of the underwriter, document processing, finding information, research automating those and ultimately helping the underwriter have all the information they need at their fingertips to make a decision that is, you know, um, in accordance with the objectives of the leadership to advance the growth and profitability of the book, but ultimately one that will lead to an increase in bind rate as well as an improvement to the loss performance. What differentiates your approach to this? But a lot of times and when I when I talk to candidates who are considering joining Calepa, I have a slide where I show to them the a lot of folks don't understand how large insurance is and we tell them, you know, commercial insurance is pretty much a trillion dollar per year uh, revenue business. And then, you know, all insurance is, is 8% of world GDP. Um, and this problem of improvements in underwriting is certainly not new, right? That's something that people have been trying for many years. The carriers have spent a lot of effort trying to build solutions for this, both technology wise and not technology wise. So, so there are a number of components that are critical, I think to get that right, that, that I think, you know, we put front and center in the way we build built Kalepa and build our product. You know, some of those are macro and not doing Kalepa right? There's some technology advances that are recent in artificial intelligence, in large language models, in mm-hmm. document processing that were not available five years ago, and now they are. And that can allow us to extract insight from information ways that we could there's a second more subtle point that we put a lot of emphasis on, which is a lot of the technologies associated with artificial intelligence. Many companies have taken a lens of automation as opposed to augmentation, right? We're gonna replace the underwriter. We're gonna replace the human judge. I think the critical component or the critical choice, to be honest, that differentiates a product that can actually be helpful and advance the commercial objectives of the carriers is one that is focused on augmentation. And that means that it's helping underwriters, helping humans do their jobs better and be very clear about understanding what are the things that the machine does well. The machine doesn't sleep, the machine can look at 10,000 data points in a millisecond without breaking a sweat, but the machine doesn't have any judgment and understanding what is the critical component of judgment of experience that the underwriter brings and marrying those two. And that's that's easier said than done. You know, the products that do this well, um, build from first principles so that the the platform adapts to the underwriter as they're using uh, our, our case, our copilot. When they're using the copilot, it truly is a co-pilot. It's there for you. The underwriter is the pilot and the co-pilot is there to assist them, to learn from them, to adapt, to tell them what are the pieces of information that are most relevant for the risk they're writing, what is the recommendation of what they should do and also take advantage of the fact that once the seasoned experience on the writer is making a decision, uh, observe that decision and you know see if they can do better in terms of recommending next time. So, so that critical point of bringing that together, the AI and frankly, even the design of the application to help them deliver has been critical for our success. And, and it has allowed us to actually deliver real business value. Um, not really a matter of, oh, was the coverage? Was the the accuracy of the machine learning model? Ultimately, that doesn't matter. What matters to us is what is the actual improvement we're driving to core rates, to bind rates, to the top line, and whatever improvements that we're driving to the combined ratios. Are we seeing fewer losses than we would have otherwise? And if so, we can see ourselves to be successful. Oh, Is there an element on the front end of you know helping to determine what's even sort of, of within a couple of rings of the bullseye? Oh, 100%. I mean, the first decision the underwriter makes is where to use their time, right? You certainly want to make sure that the underwriter is spending their time on what is most likely to to bind and to bind profitably. So the first thing Copilot does is takes all that information and evaluates what are the objectives of the book. And that might be guidelines. There might be hard rules about what is or isn't in appetite. There might be some other book objectives. I want to grow in this area. I want to drink in this area. I see too much exposure in California and I want to shift that. Based on that, we can tell the underwriter we can triage, right? Rank order submissions based on their attractiveness. And that is before the underwriter has even started underwriting, right? The first decision they make when they sit on their desk is what do I work on? And that same information that powers the risk analysis is the same information that powers that triaging and prioritization. So do you see any fundamental changes coming to commercial insurance because of what this technology can can do. I think there are some some big changes uh, in the horizon. Right? And I think those companies that understand those and separate the wheat from the chaff will be successful. Those who don't and get caught up in the hype uh, will not be, right? So, so there are a couple critical uses of, of technology, especially, you know, machine learning and, and artificial intelligence that are important, right? I mean, the first one is yes, there's a number of processes that are time consuming and are not best done by a person because they don't take advantage of that. And and of course, having the tools that understand what those are and accelerate that is, in my opinion, table stakes. And, and you know, we're not the first company to be there. There are many, uh, and facilitating a number of those steps. And that, that to me is is table stakes. You need to make sure you're not wasting time on pieces. Uh, the second one, of course, is in Focusing on the right opportunities, again, those companies which do not are going to be actually adversely selected. The companies are also focusing on the right opportunities and getting to those quickly. And while others are not, they're simply going to lose, you know, the best opportunities to to those who have anything. Uh, and the final part is when it comes to the risk analysis, right? When it comes to understanding exposures and controls, the reality is that the world is only getting more complicated. Right. You know, when you look at property, of course, there's a number of changes that are happening with natural disasters and various catastrophes in various places. When you're looking at casualty, you see nuclear verdicts, uh, you're seeing the complexity of claims, the nature of those claims changing. And then, of course, there are new lines, right? There's cyber, there's, uh, you know, new types of exposures that did not exist. before. And and what's really happening is in order for an underwriter to be successful in tackling that complexity, they need to be well-armed. And if they're not well-armed, it's not a matter they're going to do it slowly. They're just going to be unable to do it. They're just going to be unable to actually execute at the level of a well-armed underwriter. Is. So, so I do see a paradigm shift. What I don't subscribe to, and I think is is where some folks are taking things, is saying, we don't need underwriters anymore. Let's just replace underwriters with a machine. If I can basically take you know a copilot and give it to the underwriter, and the underwriter is now doing the work of five, then I'm going to cut headcount by 80% and get the same. I don't subscribe to that. I think the opportunity is one where if you give copilot to an underwriter and you're buying in four times as much, you can grow four times faster and you can address a segment of the market that is more complex because you have the tools to do that. And I think those are the carriers and, and MGAs who will ultimately be successful. Those who actually understand that distinction and know where to use the technology as opposed to getting caught in that. In terms of your approach to building the company, did did you have certain fundamental principles as a leader? Every company has values. Every company has things that they hold dear and nice sounding words that they, they put on their lobby or um, on their website. And we're no different in that regard. But but we are we're fairly opinionated about it. Um We are we think strongly. That there are a couple of principles that are important to to help us succeed and and help deliver you know, and, and deliver on our mission and help deliver our clients. You know, one important one there is, is our emphasis on customer focus. And, and the reason I mentioned that, and you know, there's some companies that do this very well, right? You know, companies like Amazon is known for customer obsession and, and the way Vesu's was back in the day used to talk about it was, well, not only understanding what the customer cares about today, but what they will care about in the future. Like there's no scenario where someone's going to be like, hey, I wish this product was more expensive. I wish it would take longer to arrive. Less focus on solving those problems and we take those thoughts seriously as well. You know, we're a very technical team. You know, 60% of our company are people with deep backgrounds in machine learning, in data engineering, in architecture. Uh, but we're solving a real problem for our customers. We want to make sure that, you know, we find the right tool for the job, not the right job for the tool. When we're trying to help underwriters, we have a full set of possibilities on what is it we can use, what kind of technology can we bring to bear to help them Ride faster, ride more profitably, improve the relationships with the distribution partners. So long as we're doing that, we're fine. That is critical. You know, when we're interviewing engineers, we want to make sure that they don't want to just build stuff for sport; that they want to build things that are going to be helping our customers, and that is critical for us, and is in the ethos of the company. Another critical thing for us is is transparency, and transparency is something that's really, really common to be preached across a number of companies uh but, but i think in in practice it oftentimes you know falls flat our philosophy is that if you don't find the truth the truth finds you and that tends to be a much more painful uh you know um reckoning so so at a, at Calepa we want people to bring things up with candor with um transparency but of course understanding that needs to be done professionally respectfully and and that has been very helpful for us. You know, we have fostered a culture, and and I'm proud that we keep putting so much emphasis in that. Where you know, an intern who believes I'm saying something that makes no sense um, will tell me that, and and that's how we actually make progress as a company rapidly. And what allows us to really punch way above our weight and move quickly and and deliver to our uh, to our clients. Um, so you know, there are a number of values that are important to us in the way we do business. We are want to make sure that we're experimental, make sure that we're idea meritocratic, but those two are critical in helping us serve our clients well and are things that are very important. Those are critical things that we look for when we hire. And these are critical things that we look for when we're considering promotions and when we're considering giving people more responsibility in the company, of course, in addition to them delivering the results that that we expect. Paul Monsterio, he is the CEO and co-founder at Calepa. So thanks so much for being on. Thank you, Josh. Great talking to you.